We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And we are going to chat a little bit uh, about the American Express from this past weekend. Take a look at some cash locks. Take a look at the uh, single entry team that I put together. And uh, talk a little bit about this week, both the course and uh, the expected birdies. Metric, course fit, score, whatever you want to call it. Um it's uh, it, it did pretty well last week. We'll we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but very quickly, just to uh, to recap from last week, uh, Andrew Landry, who was sixty five hundred and came in with uh, with pretty awful form. I think he had four or five missed cuts in a row uh, coming in, and he uh, just just played unbelievable. He won with a score of 26 under through the four days. Um, had a little bit of a, uh, a tough stretch on, on Sunday, um, but figured it out and birdied the last two holes to, uh, to, to stay clear of Abraham Answer, who made, who made quite a charge. He shot a 63 on Sunday um, at pretty high ownership, so that helped out quite a few people. Um, Scotty Scheffler also uh, rounded out the top three. He was uh, one of the more chalky people in the entire uh, tournament. I think he came in second uh, for GPP ownership and second for cash ownership. Um, and trendy name, 9,500, uh, came out and played pretty well. He uh, he faded a little bit on Sunday. If he could have, 
if he could have put together, um, you know, a 67 would have, would have been enough to force a playoff at least. So uh, a little disappointing for those of us who rostered him, because it was definitely, uh, definitely within reach. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's tough when a super low owned guy ends up winning in Landry, who was, who was hardly owned, um, in GPPs and definitely not owned in any cash lineups, uh, that I came across. At least if you, if you rostered Andrew Landry in cash last week, your last name is also probably Landry, uh, and you're, you're related somehow, but, uh, really, really fun week to a certain extent. Uh, lots of scoring, lots of birdies to be had um, for for a lot of guys. And then there was Siwoo Kim, who shot an 87 uh, on Thursday and then promptly withdrew. So um, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting week. I'll talk a little bit more about my how my week shook out in a moment. But before I do that, I do want to remind you guys you can get a, a a nice little discount on your Rotoviz subscription by going to rotoviz.com slash podcast. It's a 10% discount for being a listener here. And, uh, you know, the PGA content is going to be free through the Masters. So not a, not a huge deal uh, in saving 10% off of a $0 subscription if you're listening to this. However, the uh, the great content that the guys are doing over on the Dynasty side, on the Devi side, getting ready for the NFL draft. Uh, I think the Senior Bowl is coming up, all that good stuff. Um, and we have another slate of NFL DFS coming up for the Super Bowl here in a couple of weeks. So definitely worth it to uh, to check out the content if you are not already a subscriber. Like I said, that's rotaviz.com slash podcast and you will be able to get hooked up with a 10% discount uh, and check out everything we have to offer over at Rotoviz. Uh, and like I said, once uh, once the Masters hits, we will be uh, putting the golf stuff besides the pods uh, behind a paywall. So make sure you get signed up. It's going to be all, all connected. So um, all right, enough about that. So we are going to start off uh, like last week with a quick review of the two cash locks. Um, you know, last week with the Sony open, we had one guy miss the cut this week. We got both through the cut. Um, the, uh, the, the easier one of the two was Brian Harmon at 8,600. He, he played, he played pretty well throughout the week. He finished uh T 21, it looked like he might even find himself in contention potentially uh, about halfway through the weekend, and then I don't want to say that I don't want to say the wall the uh, the wheels fell off here, but definitely not his uh, his best weekend that he's ever put together. He hit fourteen greens in regulation each of the first two days, and then uh, kind of kind of fell off a little bit and slipped down the leaderboard. Um, down to a, a tie for twenty first. Still, still a solid showing. Um, you know, it it wasn't again not not like a ceiling performance. I don't think that those courses set up pretty well for him. But he did manage to score ninety two DraftKings points, ninety two and a half. So that always uh that's always a good sign. And there were ten guys who scored a hundred or more DraftKings points. So, um didn't didn't necessarily kill you there uh definitely 
definitely a pretty good outcome. Uh, and then we have Vaughn Taylor. Vaughn Taylor was uh, 7,900. He was one of the highest owned players on the weekend. And heading into Saturday, it looked uh, it looked like a lost cause. There, he shot 69.74 to start his week, and um, he basically he needed at worst a 65, uh, probably a 64 to have a shot at playing on Sunday. And um, through the through the front nine, he sort of just. Uh, you know, just kind of made made a couple of putts here, took a step back there. Uh, he was bogey free, but um, definitely definitely not getting a ton of putts to fall. He, I think, he had two birdies on the front. Then he just went completely nuclear on the back. Um, he ended up with actually shooting a sixty four, but on seventeen he hit the water and bogeyed. Uh, 17, which put him one outside of the cut line and then needed to birdie 18. And he actually did uh, to make the cut right on the number. So definitely, definitely uh, one of those one of those rounds that's going to stick in a lot of people's memories for for quite some time. Um, We don't always think of Vaughn Taylor as having upside like that, but um, he definitely definitely flashed some upside. This past weekend, um, he ended up finishing T43. I honestly think that that, uh, that Saturday round just must have been completely draining, making the cut that way. Um, but he, uh, he ended up shooting a 69 on Sunday. He finished with 81 DraftKings points, um, which, you know, is, is nothing, to, nothing to sneeze at from a, from a finish outside of the top 40. Definitely something that was useful for your lineups if you had some some good uh, complimentary pieces there. Um, so that brings the total for the cash locks to five out of six uh, through the cut through the first few weeks, uh, four out of six in the top 25. We have had two top tens and one top five. The average price has been about $8,800. The average finish position has been 27th. And the DraftKings points average has been 76 uh, points per roster spot. So, um, you know, we're we're still looking for that that really splashy finish uh, from from one of these guys, and we'll keep we'll keep searching this week. Make sure you listen to the show tomorrow um, with me and Evan. We will reveal our cash locks, and uh, of course, you can find it over at the article. Um, as well, so um, that was that was two sixths of the 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 lineup this week. What I did was, um, and this isn't the the optimizer isn't uh, quite ready to be rolled out yet, but I was able to take it for a little bit of a spin this weekend. So I figured I would uh, put the cash locks at ninety five percent and just run the optimizer to make twenty lineups, and it ended up. Uh, doing pretty pretty well from a a results standpoint as far as making it through the cut. Um, I had 19 out of 20 lineups with six of six through the cut in the birdie, which, if you're not familiar, is the three dollar 20 entry max uh, over on DraftKings, and we uh, 
we did not win money. We we I it was actually a net loss for the week. It was it was pretty brutal. Um, I don't think I've ever had nineteen of twenty with six of six through even on these these weird weeks uh, where all the chalk hits. But um, the lineup itself, uh, the the optimal lineup did cash. Uh, scored five hundred forty seven DraftKings points. Um, I also put it in the dog leg and it was four and a half points out of a min cash spot. So uh, pretty, pretty disappointing. Honestly, I, I was hoping a couple of my guys could go low on Sunday from that optimal lineup and uh, and move me up a little bit. But it obviously was not was not meant to be. Um, so the rest of the lineup was made up of Harris English who finished in a tie for 48th. He played pretty poorly on Sunday. Um, he was two over, shot 74. He was pretty owned um, in GPPs. He was over 20%. Um, he put up 81 DraftKings points, but the, uh, the, the, the bad finish on Sunday definitely definitely hurt. Uh, Sungjae Im was the only guy in the lineup to finish top 10. It appeared for really for the first two days that he had maybe a chance at competing possibly for the win here, and it just never happened. He faded on the weekend, um, and of course that uh, you know top ten finish will always take, but his his sixty nine sixty eight on the weekend just was not going to get it done when you have guys like Abraham answer, just, just torching, uh, everything on Sunday. So, um, not bad, but could have, could have definitely been better. Denny McCarthy finished T 48. He, uh, he played well on the easier courses in the beginning of the week, but then faded on Sunday at stadium with a 73 and Henrik Norlander had, uh, who boy, he had himself quite the bipolar week. Uh, Thursday, Sunday was uh, 75-74, respectively. He had a few, a couple of 66s in between that and finished all, almost all the way down in last place for those, uh, those that actually made the cut. So um, a little frustrating uh, just from the standpoint of you know, taking taking a loss with ninety five percent of your lineups, getting everybody through the cut, um, is definitely a little bit tilting. But uh, the you know the the optimizer runs on the power ranking, so if you're using that to rate guys, um, I think over over a long stretch you'll probably be uh, you'll probably be pretty set. You can expect a an article coming out in the next week or two, um, just just sort of updating uh, the power ranking models back testing so that you guys get a feel for how successful it's been, um, you know, over the course of the last like 15 years, um, which I think will, will shed some light and uh, hopefully the optimizer will be ready uh, soon. And will also be there for you to, uh, to play around with and see what you can, uh, what you can come up with as far as mixing and matching exposures and doing all that, all that sort of stuff, um, to get yourself in a, in a position where you can hopefully take down one of these GPPs one of these days, um, to, uh, to, to wrap up 
I think we will hit, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the course fit score or the expected birdies, I should say, metric. Um, so if you didn't, if you weren't following along last week on Twitter, I, I posted it, it and the expected birdies is something that I'm attempting to use to quantify uh, course fit because we, we talk about it a lot and I don't think we do a very good job of um, A, measuring it, and then B, um, just sort of projecting out what that means, uh, what, what a good course fit could potentially mean. So if you look at a lot of the content that floats around Twitter or uh, different podcasts every week, you hear the same thing all the time. You know, this course has X amount of uh, X percentage of guys are going to see, um, you know, approach shots from 125 to 150. That's the, that's the target number that those, if you're good at that, you're going to be fine here. Um, but that doesn't take into account the, the spread of driving distance and how golfers, uh, you know, change their strategy on different courses. So we're trying to, we're trying to combat some of that and, um, we're, we're using this expected birdies metric to, to figure it out. So basically last week, um, it was a, it was a pretty good debut to be totally honest. We had, uh, just taking a look at the, the guys who were in the top 10 in expected birdies, two were in the top five, uh, Scheffler and Straka seven were in the top 30 and nine of 10 made the cut. The guy who didn't make the cut and somebody we talked about a little bit on the show with Evan on Tuesday last week was Phil Mickelson, who, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I don't think I don't think he was ever really in play for a lot of people anyway. Um, definitely not somebody that we suggested over at Rotoviz in any of the articles, um, and his power ranking score is abysmal. So, um, I'll I'll count it <laughs> I'll count it as a loss technically, um, but I don't. I don't really think that anybody was was clicking on Phil's name um, with any excitement other than, you know, the fact that it's that it's Phil. So we're going to wrap up. Uh, I'm going to take just a couple of minutes to uh, go through a few of the guys that are popping in expected birdies this week. And the the good thing about this is that it takes uh, proximity birdie or better percentages from different proximities and um it doesn't really it doesn't really matter like if you're you know the Rory McIlroys of the world or the Tiger Woods of the world uh it it's it's just uh it's just a straight calculation and it takes some of the bias out um so if we look all the way up at the top we have uh Maverick McNeely who played a few, quite a few rounds uh, pretty well last week. Um, he ended up fading a little bit, and I believe finishing outside of the top thirty. He's number one in the in the metric this week, followed by Morikawa and Matthew Wolf. Who, if you have been following uh, golf at all over the past few, uh, I guess like six or eight months now, you you're definitely familiar with these two guys. They have both already won on tour, and I don't think either of them have even made like a dozen starts on tour just yet. So they round out the top three. 
those three guys are the only golfers uh, that are expected to have more than four birdies per round at this track. Those are not exact numbers. It doesn't um, it doesn't factor in this particular uh, course. The uh, course is scoring, I guess I should say, but um, it definitely is. Um, it's it's sort of course. It's a course fit. But it isn't, um, it's not taking into account, you know, this uh, Torrey Pines North usually allows 10 birdies or six birdies or two birdies around. It's just, um, it's just a score. So it's not an actual projection as far as that goes. Um, I just don't want people to be confused by that. So, um, yeah, it's those three are the top. That's basically what what you need to know. Um, Scotty Scheffler is still popping in this model as well. Um, and then followed by Doc Redman, who is um, is definitely an interesting name. He's 6,500 this week. And uh, he, he played pretty well uh, this past week at the American Express. And you can, uh, I think you can expect to see him continue to climb um, up leaderboards and into the conversation as a legit talent. Uh, over the course of the spring and summer. So um, maybe we could get in a little bit early on him and uh, and make some money before everybody starts to pile on there. Um, and then after those guys, it's all the all the names you would think of. Sung Jaeim, uh, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Hideki Matsuyama. Like all, it, it pretty much is, uh, is finding all the top salaries after that point. So... Um, Definitely some interesting names as GPP flyers. You can check out the article this week over at Rotoviz to make sure that you uh, are up to date if things change, uh, how these guys also fit into the power ranking model, and whether or not you should be considering them uh, based on ownership. So all that stuff will be in the articles this week. Make sure you're following me again on Twitter at MattJonesTFR to stay up to date on all the content. You can jump into the Listener League. I'll be tweeting out the uh, the link there as well. So good luck in your contest this week, and we will chat tomorrow. See you. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code, program.